Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features. They are free. Again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. Ours actually allows you to, uh, right there on the front page, to influence some of the, the stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting interesting uh, stories and videos and blog posts, stuff you find online that you think our listeners might enjoy. You just submit it to the front page of our website, and then other listeners get to vote up or vote down on how they feel about it, whether they like or dislike, and the most liked will end up on the front page of our website. Yeah, you know, when you find that article where you're like, wow, people need to read this article. Yeah. This is the place to go. Freetalklive.com is the place to go to post that article, say a little bit about it, and it's up there, and then... And find others that you might like. (laughs) I don't know, but thousands of people will see it, so... Go ahead. Head on over there. Get interactive. It's all for free. Freetalklive.com. We're going to jump into your phone calls here. Coming up, a raw food raid. Yeah, you thought they just did uh, kicking in the door raid style, uh, you know, SWAT team style raids on drug dealers' houses, right? Well, it turns out if you're hiding milk, they'll come after you too. We'll explain. Uh, but your calls come first. So let's go to the phones and the fun. A- uh, Adam is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. Calling in response to the last phone call you had last evening. The last what we had? I'm sorry. The last phone call. Okay. The caller uh, talked about filing a bankruptcy petition with a bankruptcy court, and you disagreed with her, Ian. Yeah, this was the lady that was uh, trying to use the government to get out of her obligations. That's the way you put it, but I disagree with you, and I say that there are some debts that cannot and should not be paid. Meaning, uh, what does that mean? Mean like you should be able to just get a house for free? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that, but uh, if you understand the way the monetary system works, you'll know that there are not enough dollars in existence to pay off our debts, and it has nothing to do with debtors willingness to pay or how hard they work I, or... I don't think that i've heard that many many times but i just don't think that that is true because it's not like once the bankers get the money back paid back from this loan and there's still interest owed that they keep all of the money in existence they're spending it too and putting it back out into the community where that person could go out and then earn their own money or essentially money that they had uh, paid over to the bankers, they could earn that back and then pay it back to the bankers again. Well, even in the- well, we've heard people uh, pr- present this before, and in theory, I understand where he's yeah, coming I from. I agree with the theory. Like but- you know, the theory of well, there's only uh, you know the government fiat money system where they can print out whatever they want. They they put X in circulation, and if X plus uh, Y percent is loaned out, there's no way to pay back. Uh, that that Y percent on the the mass scale, mm-hmm. and I understand that. But how does that f- uh, fact about the fiat money system justify you getting a house and then not paying for it? Do you think you should also still uh, be able to live in the house that you're not paying for? Uh, I'm I'm not saying that you should be able to get a house and not pay for it. I'm saying that there are it's a mathematical certainty that some debts cannot be paid. There's mm-hmm. no way for every So then if you don't pay your debt off, then you don't get to have the house anymore, right? Well, the question is which debts should not be paid. Well, I'm pretty sure I'll pay all my debts. I don't know about you, but... 
You're pretty sure, but yeah. I'm completely sure that not everybody is going to pay all their debts because there simply are not enough dollars in existence for them to. Yeah, I think it's mostly because they're just not fiscally responsible enough to pay their debts, personally. Well, it, it, but the marketplace no, creates – hold on just a second. With the, mar- the marketplace creates – like the government creates supply and demand with its infusion of inflated currency into the marketplace. It causes people to – act in certain ways they're incentivized in that manner because of well the fact is if you put money in the bank right now and you attempt to uh, keep it there at no interest you're losing money so in fact the government incentivizes this bad behavior right so what you're saying is is um that people reacting to the marketplace as it exists today are a bunch of stinking idiots uh, that's not what I said at all. I said that I think that the people that can't pay their debts off don't have their priorities straight. That's all. Stop drinking and smoking. And then you'd be able to pay you know. You're wrong. You're wrong. Even if everybody was completely responsible and worked as hard as they could, 16 hours a day, there are not enough dollars in existence for everyone to pay off their debt. All you can do is work harder than the next guy and get a dollar that he would have earned. And you can pay your bill, and he can't. So, okay, but, so let, let's take this on again, because we I already addressed that earlier, and it's like, you know, you didn't even hear it. So you're saying that once the evil bankers get the money back, that they never, ever, ever, ever release that back into the market where somebody could earn it again and pay off their debt plus the interest. No, look at where the money comes from. Okay, the so then the money is going back out into the market where the person could then earn it again and pay off their debt. No, you're you're, you're pr- pr- proposing a closed system with very few people, and that just that that, that flies no. in the face of reality. No, no, no. Money comes from the Federal Reserve in the first yes, place. Yes, I understand that. They lend it to the government. I and understand that. When the government that. pays it back, it goes back. It disappears back into thin air. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's not going back into circulation. Well, not the no, interest. We're not the interest to... doesn't disappear into, into thin air. It, 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 it's, you know, they, they've got it. And, and you're confusing the government borrowing money from the Fed with people borrowing money from private institutions or from banks. There's a difference. Well, forget about the private institutions then. There's, even if you just look at what the Federal Reserve is doing, there's not enough dollars for the federal government to pay back the Federal Reserve. I agree. And That's all true, but I don't see how that justifies reneging on your commitments. Uh, those commitments would not exist unless... So uh, don't make them. To, if you don't intend to pay your debts, then don't get into the debt in the first place. It's got nothing to do with intention. You can intend. You can have the best of intentions and still come out... No, 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 no. Now the there step. you're going back on your statement earlier that, well, even if... If everybody, uh, you know, tried paying it back, they couldn't because it's mathematically impossible. That is BS. There is enough, a large enough pool of money floating around to where people can go out, create value, earn more than the principal that they borrowed, and pay back the loan. Yes, mathematically, if you created a completely closed system where the money supply was controlled by very few people, and they took all that money back and they never put it back out into circulation, then yes, your argument holds true. But I'm sorry, that's not reality. Really, what I'm hearing from you, what what I'm hearing from you, Adam, is the idea that... uh, 
well, okay, yeah, you might be uh, you might be able to pay off your debts, but not everybody is able to do so. It seems to me that if that's you true. are somebody, it, and I agree with you, but I think that's because people are fiscally irresponsible. If you are responsible with your finances, if you are out there creating wealth, uh, if you're creating a product or service, and you're marketing yourself, and you're getting yourself yeah, out there. confusing wealth with money. I'm not, not confusing wealth with money. Uh, you you can create wealth. You can't create money unless you're you know like a banker or something like that or a monetary uh, provider institution oh. of some sort. Right, so um, you can go create so, all the wealth you want. That's not going to increase the number of dollars in circulation. Sure, it will because some people will trade the wealth that Ian's created for dollars. Do you see that? I don't have to worry about that because all I know is that if I satisfy my customers, I will be paid uh, for what it is that I do. And if I'm if I'm spending more than I am paid, then I'm going to be in a real bad way. But if I'm spending less than I'm paid, then I can be paying off things like debts that I've gotten into. I mean, it's not rocket science paying off debts, but I understand that the government hasn't really taught people about how to do that. And Mark is correct that people are incentivized to get into debt, and I think that's a problem. I think it's especially problematic when people who are incentivized to get into debt don't know a, a GD thing about it, and uh, and then they get themselves trapped in these uh, these situations. I think, however, when you have the opportunity to use legal methods, once you learn that the you know the the way finances work, like that that's the important part here, right? Wouldn't you agree, Ian, that you understand how to pay your debts off and how to get your feet under you, how mm. to how to make more than you spend, how to live on less than you make? Yeah. Once you learn that particular lesson, and I think you have to learn that lesson, in life, and it's a valuable one. Once you learn that, I don't mind people using whatever legal means there are um, available to them to be able to get to the point where they can actually do that rather than paying off a bunch of uh, you know silly debt that the government has essentially created in the first place by um, you know having banks loan make make these stupid loans on houses they should have made, never made in the first place. Adam, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind and take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us and freetalklive.com. Features including our webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Watch and listen and interact as well. Uh, We've got our chat room built into the very same page there. Uh, you can go and uh, do all of that stuff, and it's all for free. Head over to cam.freetalklive.com, and it's brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zimpex, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all your major networking equipment manufacturers out there, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, HP. But most importantly, they are up to 99% off of list price. I've uh, had people talk to me about having purchased off the site and they, you know, they, they agree. Wow, this is great service and the prices are 99 up to 99% off of list price. It's memorydealers.com. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. They've got all their stuff ready to go. 
at memorydealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. I want to just kind of talk a little bit more about debts and the, the monetary system here, and then we'll continue to take your phone calls about anything. But we had Jeff a moment ago, excuse me, not Jeff, Adam in, in uh, New Hampshire calling to basically suggest that, well, because of the way the system is designed, that there will always be people who cannot pay off their debts. And I understand theoretically what it is that he's saying. He's saying that in theory, and I think there's you know truth to this, that uh, in this fiat money system, which means you know government-issued arbitrary uh, money that doesn't really have uh, any value backing it beyond the threats of the, the government for you, forcing you to take it, uh, in that system, then there is a, a finite amount of uh, money that is out there, and they can increase or decrease that money supply at uh, at a whim. And all the money that's out there is loaned to the go- to the Treasury Department from the Federal Reserve at an interest rate, right? Uh, which is impossible, the- you know, impossible to pay back. Sure, yeah. they, they they lend us they if they lend a billion dollars at one and a half percent, then that one and a half percent above a billion dollars could never be paid back, right? Because there isn't a billion, a billion plus one and a half percent, whatever that is. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point where it's so bad nowadays that if they seized everybody's land, everybody's assets, all your houses, cars, they sold all of that stuff and paid it back to the Federal Reserve, it would still be not enough to pay off the debt. So it's never going to be paid back. It's all going to collapse one day. But to say that because that's true... That that's an excuse for not paying off your personal debt. I think it's a, it's a cop out. Yeah. Uh, if if it's all your ability to pay your debt doesn't really have to do in the aggregate with what the government's monetary policy is. It has to do with your fiscal responsibility well, or lack thereof. It doesn't have to do with that entirely. Okay, the government. Would you agree that the government created the uh, the the situation where the um, the unemployment rate is as it is today? Yes. Okay, sure. so we don't have to I don't have to go into how it is the government created unemployment on a scale this country has hasn't seen since the Great Depression, right? Mhm. Okay. So if the government creates the situation where uh the housing bubble occurs and the, and your house shoots up to $450,000 and then plummets down to $100,000, right. right? And then the government creates a situation where you have no effing job to pay off the uh $450,000 mortgage that you had because you were moving on up with the way that the government sort of taught you to do, you know, mm-hmm. money was cheap and easy in 2005, and you were just doing as you were incentivized and just going about things the way the government taught you in the government school system, then the government crashes the, the housing system, then the government crashes the, the employment system, and you're telling me the average individual is responsible for paying back the government for all this stuff because the banks are essentially just franchises of the Federal Reserve System, which is a quasi-governmental agency. Look, I, uh, I I understand what you're saying, Mark, um, but you... you but I'm not saying just, it's okay to be fiscally irresponsible, yeah. Ian. You are at the top 99th percentile of people that are fiscally responsible. I love the way you take care of your finances, and I want other people to do the same thing. However... Mm-hmm. They cre- have created this system. If they create you, you know, they, they create the entire system, and then you operating inside of it act similarly Shoot. to the way the system incentivizes you to act. You are not the one who is. I mean, you're ultimately responsible for you, mm-hmm. but you are not ultimately responsible for them and their debts. No, you're responsible for choosing to partake in their system, but not if you don't understand the machinations of the system. So, I mean, whose fault is that? 
The, it's certainly not yours. Buyer they didn't teach beware. you. In, you didn't. They did not teach you in the government school system how the fiat monetary system works. They also didn't teach you that government's a group of violent thugs. They either. certainly didn't. Yeah, but my parents taught me to, uh, you know, to. So to if pay you decide, if you I live buy. in a house that you are, you can't make the payments on because otherwise, you and your family are going to be on the street. I say, go for it. Live in the government's house. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from, Mark. It just seems uh, yeah, it's not it fiscally seems to be the wrong thing to be advocating. It's that's not. All. Resp- I, I'm not saying. I'm saying because that house was was not built by the government. That house was built by construction companies, and they were paid. Um, right. let, let me uh, let me explain to you what I'm trying to say. You, what you need to do for you and your family is you need to get out from under the thumb of the government and the bankers. And you need to pay off your debts so that you are free to accumulate wealth for yourself. Well, so why pay them off? Why not just take the little pass, the bankruptcy pass? It's, it's not like it's going to last forever anyway. You don't get to keep the house in bankruptcy. That's a it's a band aid over a uh, of over a slashing wound. I mean, you're 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 going to be able to stay there maybe maybe a year mm-hmm. tops. I mean, the things are really messed up. Maybe two, but. That, that doesn't solve the problem. It gives you an opportunity to perhaps uh, bandage up your finances, but that's all. You don't get to keep the house. They don't just right. write it off over, over to you. Look, Mark, it's not to say I don't, I don't empathize with these people that have, as you're saying, they don't know what the system is. They don't understand what, uh, what has been done. They don't realize uh, what they've gotten into. Uh, I understand and I can empathize with being in the dark. And I, I'm sorry that you know they bought at the the peak of the bubble. I did that. I bought a house at uh, when it was up, and I lost seventy thousand dollars when I sold the thing. Uh, so okay, I'm a victim of that too, if you want to call it that. But I understood that when I made a big purchase like that, that it was a gamble. I didn't buy that house. They thinking I was guaranteed to make money on it or that I was guaranteed to flip it later on and you know cash in or something like that, I knew there was the chance that I could, uh, could lose money on that deal. And so I, it's hard for me to feel sorry for people who have made big decisions it's like that. It's not about feeling sorry for them, Ian. You don't need to feel sorry for them. I'm but you're, just you're making saying, excuses for I'm them. I'm not even making excuses for them. That's what I thought I'm I I'm saying what the reality is, is the government created a system mm-hmm. where the, the government crashed the housing market, they crashed the employment system, and they, they essentially, through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, own like 90-something, I'm making this yeah. up, but I'm really close, 90-something percent of the mortgages in America right now are owned by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. It's the government's house, the government's job, and the government's uh, housing, uh, you know, banking system. Yeah, if you can tell Tell the government to hold off for a year, year and a half, two years because I'm in bankruptcy or, um, you know, I'm getting, uh, you know, you're going to have to hold us off this foreclosure and my family's going to live here essentially rent free in your house in the system that you screwed up and that's going down the toilet round and round right now. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you want to, if you want to use the system like that, then that's your business. No, I mean, you're you absolutely you leaving yourself open to problems. It's not like you own that house. You don't. I'd much rather own my own home. But mm. you got to get your legs up underneath you, and you've got to do that somehow. And if you don't have a job and you don't have a house, it's darn difficult to get your legs up underneath. I can imagine. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. 
and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight is Ian. And Sam. And Mark. Sam is with us here tonight from obscuredtruth.com. Head over there and enjoy some of his uh, great video work that is all available free at ObscuredTruth.com. As we go to your phone calls about what you want, it's Greg in Ohio. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Greg. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on um, your mind tonight? Yeah, wanted to get your quick opinion on something real quick. There was an article run in the Cleveland Plain Dealer today about a young man, um, young adult, Malcolm Bryant, who was fleeing the police um, in March. And one of the officers chasing after him, unfortunately, died of cardiac arrest in the uh, process of pursuing Mr. Bryant. And as a result of that, the man was sentenced to four years in jail for involuntary manslaughter. And the question is, if an officer dies of natural causes while pursuing, while physically chasing after you, should you be responsible for that? Uh, seems like a clear absolutely not. I mean, does that mean that if an officer has a heart attack while he's walking up to your car because he was scared of what might happen, that you're responsible for that too? I, mean, I, I agree. That's why I wanted your opinion on it. Because the, the, the judge said, the judge's exact quote was, you are not the first person, Mr. Bryant, to come before me after pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter because someone lost a life unexpectedly during a crime. Yeah, it really surprised me that yeah, certainly. Um, the the man was being uh, chased by the officers because he was harassing some females at a store and spit in someone's face. The man here is certainly not a saint, but sure. doesn't mean he deserves to go to jail. And and the sad thing, of course, is he rather than you know getting a lawyer and fighting whether or not it was you know reasonable to charge him with that, he simply pled guilty. And when I looked into why, it was, of course, you know, the usual crap that they had gone and scared him with all these other absurd charges and, you know, convinced him that he could be going to jail for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So when you convince someone that, of course, you know, four years for a ridiculous charge suddenly doesn't seem that bad. Right. And, 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 and you know, whoever uh, looks at these charges isn't. Uh, you know, they're not incorrect thinking that they might very well end up t- doing a, a great deal of time because it's so rare at this point for a trial to actually occur. For I mean, almost everybody takes some kind of plea bargain. They don't do trials anymore. The justice industry out there whips them through as fast as they possibly can so that they can make money by incarcerating them. And, um, you know, I... I, I don't trust juries to come back with uh, fair and equitable, uh, you know, re- uh, responses to these kinds of charges. I'd be very, very concerned if I was charged with this as to what the jury would come back with. Yeah, and the, you know, of course, another point of interest is one of Patton's family members is speaking in court, and he goes on to say, "Mr. Bryant is responsible," referring to his um, son's death, and he says, "and he needs to pay for that action," and of course. 
So clearly, you know, ultimately what this comes down to is a tragedy happened. Uh, a police officer, was, you know, died in the line of duty, trying a terrible shame. But, of course, we were in a society that can't accept the truth. We can't accept the fact that sometimes life is hard and unfair, and someone has to be for blame, and now someone's going to jail for four years because of that. Right, and what I'd, but I'd, like, to, I'd like to talk about, um, you know, to compare this to the free market, because one of the ways that, uh, that we get all screwed up in this world is we believe we've, the, the crap that we've been told all along is the police are better people than you and I. That they deserve parades when they die. That they, um, you know, that 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 they're br- bigger, braver, stronger, and more likely to lay down their life for someone else. But if I, you know, I, let's, I, I recently knocked down a power line at my house with a tree. Can't say it's the smartest thing I've ever done. If the power guy had gotten up there and blown himself to kingdom come on that power line when he was putting it back on, should I go to prison for four years? No, absolutely not. You, what, how are you, you know, responsible for this? Right. For I mean, I'm, chose, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our, I mean, isn't this, it safe to say? Mr. Bryant uh, did not shove those donuts uh, and cheeseburgers <laughs> down that cop's throat. You know, well, and I'm sorry that he had a uh, heart attack. He would have been healthier if he would have eaten better. And that's what I want to say was, you know, also, I mean, police officers are supposed to go through physical training and stuff. I don't think it would be unreasonable to say that you have a reasonable expectation that the police officer is going to be in good health, able to chase after you, because they're supposed to be, you know, physically fit to perform their job. They're supposed wait, to wait, no, actually, right? they're, they're supposed to be physically fit when they get their job, but then once they're in, they don't really have to recertify in most uh, police departments. departments. It depends. Yeah. It depends. Some of them do, but it's pretty rare that you'd find one that has them meeting those same hiring qualifications year after year or what, even every five years. Whenever you see a fat cop, I mean, you know you've got a department that uh, doesn't, doesn't have really care, yeah. Those restrictions. So thanks for sharing that story. Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate hearing from you, Greg. Thank you. 800 259 9231. Let's talk to John in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? I was, I was trying to call somebody else, but you. Um, I'm glad that uh, you took it. I'm kind of nervous. I never made it to the air before. No worries, man. What's okay. on your mind? That's what Free Talk Live is all about letting people Great, go on the wonderful. air that never made it before. Um, I don't have uh, internet service at home currently. So I, I don't get a look at the web much, and I was at Alex Jones's today, if I could say that, and uh, found out about a deputy in uh, California who had went into a guy's house and uh, found his gun safe, went back out to the cruiser, took the guy's keys physically from him to open the gun safe, uh, then stole the guns, and this fellow went to jail. So, wait, the guy stole the guns as in he took them personally and didn't fill out a report? The deputy, yes, stole the guns. Nice. And he had a whole bunch of his goons there with him, of course. Mm. So they uh, they all were covering for him because they knew what he was up to. Oh, yeah. Well, see, you know, all cops have a uh, tape recorder they wear, a digital voice recorder. Mm -hmm. That way they make sure that they quote you verbatim. And uh, somehow somebody who... You know, had some sense, was able to get copies of that stuff, and it, and it got out. And you could actually listen to the words and the conversation that the deputies were having after they had taken this guy into custody. Hmm. And what were they saying? Uh, well, we got to find a way to, um, you know, make this look like we needed to be here and violate his Fourth Amendment rights and such. So as we can, you know, the whole conversation was like 20 minutes of 
you know, we, we have got to justify this. Yeah, so basically so them covering up, cover up, yeah. covering okay. up after the fact, which That's is not right. an uncommon thing. No, at all. it is not. Absolutely. So they go on to, I, uh, if you've ever been to that aforementioned website, people can post a comment. Mm-hmm. Someone got the phone number. And this would not, today is not the first time I've called uh, people due to that website. The phone number of whom? Uh, of the sheriff's office in that county. Ah, yes. In California. So I called there just a little bit ago. Now, uh, I'm looking at the fellow, of course, on a video, okay, but he appeared to be, you know, a uh, six-foot, 200-pound, very healthy, mid-30s sheriff's deputy, okay? I get the uh, non-emergency line to that county. I wanted to call out there and let them know, you know, people ain't ain't happy with the way they conduct business there. Entirely appropriate to do that. And he had retired. Oh, how convenient. Yeah, so not only does he get to steal people's guns and put them in prison, mm-hmm. okay? But then he gets to retire on the, on the taxpayer. And take a pension. Yes, yeah, take a pension, yes. A big, su- a big, sweet pension. Yeah, it's great being in the Absolutely. blue light gang. And, and the reason this makes me so mad is basically almost in essence the same thing happened to me in Indiana mm. almost 10 years ago. They but I actually guns? took it to trial. And, um, now I lost my train of thought, but I had actually uh, took it very to trial. similar... Yeah, it was a very similar circumstance, and, uh, you know, fortunately for me, I didn't go to jail like that. You know, I did 30 days in the county jail, mm-hmm. but uh, they, they took the word of a, uh, uh, they, they're, they're, the prosecution star witness was a drug addict who was a three-time loser <laughs> for violent felonies, and at the time that uh, he was testifying against me, he was actually out on bond for a felonious violent crime. Good Lord. Uh, glad you got through it, and thanks for the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com. Place to go. Lots of features. We give them all away. Now, of course, it does cost money to run the site, so if you do want to voluntarily support the show... You are welcome to do so, and we'll not just we'll do more with your money than just pay for the website. We'll also use it to outreach to new radio stations, uh, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations, as I mentioned, bring more internet listeners, etc. And you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines. The Amp Only Forum, uh, the Amp Only Podcast, and more. Get all the details and get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, some alternative options also available for you 
at amp.freetalklive.com. That is amp.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builders, uh, tools, and templates. They have uh, a program for unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, free site builder tools, easy to con- easy an easy control panel. They actually have a little demo that you can try for the control panel there. Um, one clip, one click script installs, and uh, you know they they've earned their name as being uh, the one of the the top website uh, hosting services in the world at hostgator.com. Check them out if you're uh, going to start a website. There, it's a great service, and it's starting as uh, they have web hosting plans starting as low as five dollars a month. It's hostgator.com. Use coupon code FTL, and you can get that first month for free. That's coupon code FTL at hostgator.com. All right, so the raw food marketplace is in the news again. This time, the L.A. Times reporting on a raid on a raw food market. So, you know, we've talked about in the past how uh, the Amish people have been targeted. Like these government regulator types, these enforcers will go after poor Amish people living out in the country just trying to uh, sell some raw milk to people to make a few extra bucks Provide a service to the community. Yeah, people want people that raw for. milk. I mean, I want that raw milk. But but there's a reason why it's not allowed on the market. We're going to hear from the bureaucrats as to exactly what that is here in uh, in a moment. Uh, it's, not, it's not allowed on the market in some states. Other right. states, they do just fine selling it. It's like these 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 nimrods in uh, in New Jersey saying you can't pump gas here. I think it's uh, Oregon or Washington, mm, yeah. one of the there's other two ones. States, yeah. There's two states uh, that you can't you can't pump gas. You're in uh, once I cross the border into the state of New Jersey, I'm an incompetent boob and can no longer pump the gas that I have always pumped into my own car. Well, it's not about that. It's about the jobs. Yeah, that's what it is. It's protectionism. Yeah, here in New Hampshire, they have if you uh, get a, a soft drink at at Wendy's or something, they can't refill the cup. With more Coke. They have to throw it right? away and get a new one. Yeah, I've, I've been in several times, and they've always uh, done that for me, huh. whereas everywhere else, somehow they get along just fine. So you can do it if it's one of the self-serves. You right, re- I just did it today. You can do that, but when you go to the restaurants, they, they've several times here just thrown out my cup and done an entirely new one because of health department, health, health regulations. Los Angeles Times reporting, some people balk at restrictions on selling unprocessed milk and other foods. How can we not have the freedom to choose what we eat, one says. Regulators say the rules exist for safety and fairness. Of course they do. With no warning... The rules exist so that I have a job regulating crap. Yeah. With no warning, (laughs) one weekday morning, investigators entered an organic grocery with a search warrant and ordered the hemp-clad workers to put down their buckets of mashed coconut cream and to step away from the nuts. Then, guns drawn, four officers fanned out across Rawsome Foods in Venice. Cute name. Skirting past the... Gun... Guns out. Yeah. There's this video is how they this. deal with their citizens. This is how, you know, they, they deal with people who have been making a living doing this all along, who may or may not. Th- these are employees making, you know, an hourly wage. And That's this what is you how get they, for working for criminals. Right. I'm supposed to go work for the police department where you people steal the money from uh, taxpayers in order to pay your own salaries? So uh, the guns drawn, four officers fanned out across Rossum Foods in Venice, skirting past the arugula and peering under crates of zucchini. They found the raid's target inside a walk-in refrigerator. Unmarked jugs of raw milk. Glad to see the police police work really paid off there. Said Rossum volunteer C.J. Jones, not even paying this girl, she said, I still can't believe they took our yogurt. There's a medical marijuana shop a couple miles away and they're raiding us because we're selling raw dairy products? 
Well, as though it's okay for them to go ahead and raid the marijuana shop. But again, it's a slave-on-slave mentality. Well, I kind of get where she's coming from, though. I mean, You should really, raid those people, not I us. don't think that's what she's entirely saying. But she's saying, you know, like, what? What? Marijuana's legal, but milk's not? Cartons of raw goat and cow milk and blocks of unpasteurized goat cheese were among the groceries seized in the June 30th raid by federal, state, and local authorities. Multi-jurisdictional task force here. God, what a waste of everyone's time and money. The latest salvo in the heated food fight over what people can put in their mouths. On one side are government regulators who say they are enforcing rules designed to protect consumers from unsafe foods and to provide a... And I love this one. Please stop trying to save me. A level playing field. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Protectionism. (laughs) Level playing field, my foot. A level playing field for who exactly? Are we talking about the major corporate milk manufacturers? Is is that who they're trying to level the playing field out for? That's exactly who it is. Making it impossible for mom and pop farms to actually create milk of uh, of a raw nature or whatever sort of nature they want and effectively market it. Because remember, in the milk world, there are subsidies as well. One of the reasons why milk is cheap. Huge, huge subsidies in the milk world. Because the federal government subsidizes the milk manufacturers. I mean, think about all those gallons of pasteurized, homogenized milk milk that go through the grocery stores and convenience stores of America, and these idiots expect us to believe this level playing field bull crap. How many gallons of milk in America are uh, sold raw? I mean, really? Not a lot. 0.0001%? Really? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's 99.9 something percent of the gallons of milk that are sold in America are pasteurized and homogenized milk. And if people want something different, we have to level the playing field by kicking the door in and drawing weapons on a bunch of hemp clad hippies and taking their unpasteurized goat milk cheese. Nuts. These people are absolutely insane. You're telling me these cops wouldn't have put a bullet in these hippies' heads if they were told to? I mean, sure they'll they kick would. in their door. They'll they'll point they guns, guns at them. For they'll a run them. I mean, these guys will do anything they're told to do. They will sw- swallow any level of bull crap that their superiors give them. They will not ask one single question. According to the story, on the other side are the healthy food consumers, a fraction of foodies who challenge government science and seek food in its most pure form. They want almonds cracked fresh from the shell, not those run through a federally mandated pasteurization process that either uses heat or a chemical to kill off salmonella and other possible contaminants. They hunger for meat slaughtered on the farm, and they're willing to pay a premium, six, eight, or more dollars for a gallon of milk straight from the cow. So despite research outlining... By the way, the, I, <laughs> I get raw milk and we don't pay anything like that. We pay, this is California, though. We, we pay a little less than a gallon than what a gallon of milk costs here in the stores. Yeah, but it's you're getting it out from the farm. These guys are in L.A. Actually, I get it from a um, we sort of a, a friend does a distribution center. I mean, yes. Still, you live in the woods. We now know who the milk dealer is up the line. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, you know, originally I had a middleman like everybody else has right. their milk dealer. And, um, you know, we managed to get all. I, I just you can in here in New Hampshire, you can eat like this and you can do it without spending much, if anything, more than, um, than, than you know, the health food places. Yeah, they, they'll mark everything up, but you can do it here in New Hampshire without doing that. So despite research outlining the dangers of consuming raw milk and other unprocessed foods, they're finding ways to circumnavigate federal, state, and local laws. These lawless, law-breaking, how, da- how dare they just 
thumb their noses at our federal regulators. These are our heroes. These are our protectors. Right. They well, are there if, for if our If they good. really were, then there would at least be, I mean, you know, it's one thing, you can make the argument that cops are heroes. They put all kinds of movies and TV shows out with cops as heroes. There's not a single movie or, uh, or TV, television show out there a with, one, uh, with a pencil-pushing, <laughs> uh, you know, regulator dork out as the hero. And there's never going to be, because they're not heroes. Such defiance as... Bureaucrats. Uh, so they want to control, the, the laws seek to control they can serve at their dinner table. Such defiance, they said, comes from growing, a growing distrust of a food sector that has become more industrialized and consolidated and whose products have been at the root of some of the country's deadliest food contamination cases. According to the co-founder of Rossum Foods, a Jonas Vonderplantz, he says, this is about control and profit, not our health. How can we have the freedom, how can we not, rather, he says, how can we not have the freedom to choose what we eat? Well, the answer, of course, is you live in America, son, <laughs> where you, mommy government gets to choose for you. Right. You're under the impression you live in a, in a free country. I know they keep telling you that, but if you were, you would be able to choose what you got to eat, and you don't. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, there's uh, more from the bureaucrats here. I think it, it's important to hear exactly what their excuses are for their actions. Again, pointing guns at the, uh, the, the people that were running a raw food store in L.A., 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More about the raw food crackdown here coming up. Also, we will take your phone calls. Uh, plus, you've got a story, Sam, about a shower headband. Find out what that involves if we get a chance. Your calls come first, though. Make them. Hour two's on the way. Free talk line. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. Head on over to freetalklive.com. And the main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff we talk about on the air. In fact, the uh, the raid on the raw food market that we are talking about right now, we started last hour, for those of you just tuning in, that came from the front page of our website. One of our wonderful listeners, uh, listeners rather, went to freetalklive.com, logged into their account. They spotted the story online as they were going about their web surfing. They grabbed the URL, they pasted it into our little submission form, and then it popped up on the website. Other listeners then saw it, decided they liked it, they voted it up. You can go and you can vote things up, vote them down. You can submit uh, suggestions to the site. The most popular will make it to the front page. 
and the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see them and therefore more likely to discuss them. Of course, the best way to get your ideas on the air is to call in about them. So we're going to get back to the raw food discussion here in a moment. Let's first talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello, Bill. Hey, Bill. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the last time I was I caught a glimpse of the show, I think Sam was uh, still uh, incarcerated. So that's been uh, a long time. All right. So what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> yeah, um, something interesting uh, was brought to my attention. Uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Erin the Andrews story. She was, uh, or she is, a correspondent for ESPN and does some work for uh, Good Morning America. She had her privacy invaded uh, a while back, and uh, fortunately, they, the, the the pervert that uh, that got some pictures of her and uh, disclosed them on the internet uh, has uh, been uh, dealt with legally. But she went to Congress, or I guess went to Capitol Hill today, encouraging uh, Congress to uh, update the stalking laws. Uh, one of the one of the, one of the uh, I guess one of the outlines of this particular uh, proposal that really strikes me odd is that uh, a victim doesn't have to realize they're being stalked in order for the government to enforce the law. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if uh, if the victim doesn't have to be notified or has to be under the realization that they're Aware, being stalked, yeah, yeah uh, does that just mean that the government can just blindly start accusing people? Uh, you know, and what constitutes who 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 sets the standards of this? What constitutes stalking? Does friending somebody on MySpace, Facebook, or following somebody on Twitter would I classify as as being stalking? And uh, it just it just blew my mind. I mean, most of the bill kind of sounds, you know, okay. I'm not really in 100% agreement with it. It was just that particular part of this proposed legislation that really started to scare me, and I I wanted your guys' take on that. Well, can we back up for a minute? I, I remember hearing about this. It was, wasn't it something like pictures were hacked off of her phone or something like that? I thought it was a people. No, uh, uh, from what I understand, the guy, in the hotel guy room. That's her, right. Stopped her and and, and uh, took pictures from her in the hotel room. Okay, you know, and, I, I think there there are already laws to cover this. I mean, you go and and uh, drill a hole in the wall or something. I don't know how he did it. Whatever he did. Right. Uh, right. To get into somebody's hotel room, you're clearly invading their privacy, and they have a reasonable expectation of privacy. If you're making recordings of them, that's wiretapping. So, you know, these are already existing. It's just another way for government to expand its power, increase, yeah, the, their purview over what they what they can do to people. Um, yeah, I mean, I tend to I tend to agree with that. I think that what happened to her is is kind of sad. But on the other hand, I mean, really, is it the worst thing ever if pictures of you walking around in your hotel room naked get out? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not defending what this guy did. I'm just saying, like, I'd never heard of Aaron Andrews before this, and then when this happened, I heard about her. Well, the, uh, the supposition here is that the government is going to protect you, and is even a good organization to doing do, do the protecting. I would say that you're just as likely to be considered, a, a, you know, a stalker um, that you know that somebody doesn't know about this this sort of um, unknown stalker as you are to be protected from some unknown stalker, if not mm-hmm. more so. Like as Sam was saying, there are existent laws to take care of somebody bef- when they do something illegal. But uh, you know what are they doing that's illegal when they're quote unquote stalking somebody before they the the other person knows about it, 
and what is the you know what's what's the criteria for that as as you've called in and i think that's that that's the scariest part of all this yeah i mean you know if i'm in my hotel room i have a reasonable expectation of privacy and um, naked pictures of me shouldn't be distributed around and and i don't know why you always downplay uh, nakedness as though oh it's no big deal i mean seems like it's probably a good thing for a career i mean people are going to know who she is now yeah, i've never heard of her before did you hear of her when this happened i i hadn't when this happened with this phone call i try not to hear about things like this this is of no importance to me until you know the law comes into play right and and i think the more these laws there are the 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 more i agree with you it is frightening bill uh that that these things can happen i mean for instance what if ms andrews was in her hotel room with her curtains open and the creepy stalker guy happened to buy a hotel room you know in the hotel across the way and was just lurking at his window all night with his uh, telephoto lens or something like that just waiting for the moment to to snap the picture as she happens to walk by or maybe they weren't fully open maybe they were you know halfway open or something like that and she happens to walk by butt naked as she comes out of the shower and he gets the picture at the just the right moment i mean is that also stalking because well because there's a creepy guy involved is that like all of a sudden, does that become stalking uh, under the these new rules, or is it already stalking under the existing rules? I don't pre- pretend to know what the government's rules are. I just know that the more of them they make, the more likely that they're eventually going to end up accusing somebody of stalking when they weren't, in point of fact, uh, in any way putting someone in danger. I think the idea behind stalking used to be that, and clearly what they're trying to do is change the definition of stalking, but as my understanding, the idea behind stalking was to intimidate somebody. Like to like to creep somebody out so much and to intimidate them and like scare them and you know. yeah I think they have to feel threatened and then right. it has to be repeated to where you're you're coming back and it's unwanted contact over and over again yeah there's a pattern of behavior of being creepy and of freaking somebody out whereas what they're saying now is if you don't know anything's happening then that's also stalking. And I think that's in you know they're they're basically destroying the the word stalking. I mean, like kind of like how uh, saying that statutory rape is rape is an insult to people who are really raped. I think saying that because you had your picture taken when you didn't know uh, that you had your picture taken by somebody you weren't even aware of was out there or was in any way. Uh, threatening you that that's the same as having somebody call your phone and breathe heavily into it or have them knock a, on your door put a dead or, hamster in your mailbox or, or, or follow or, you home from work yeah like you know lurk outside of your place of business creep you out and, and scare you as you're walking to your car at night and you know I, I mean i don't know what all the creepy scary things that stalkers could do but to say that you know Putting a peephole in a hotel room and taking some pictures through it is equivalent of the intimidation factor of all these other well, things. Well, that's a crime, though. That's, I mean, that, there's a, there's, that, that is an invasion of privacy. They, we about, already have what about laws for the, that crap. What about looking into uh, your room with the, the windows open? I think that you you need to take a reasonable precaution. Sure. Having walls is a reasonable precaution. Well, I agree with you. I'm not saying it's right, Mark. I'm and, just saying it's an insult to people who are stalked. No, I, I think that I, – I, I don't know that you can call this stalking, but that's you can what, That's what he's you saying. You can call it – I mean, you know, this is, this is over-the-line paparazzi. And yes, he's this, saying is, this stalking. is stalking. This is no. stalking to, in order to get the picture. You can, you can stalk for other reasons. You can no, stalk I think in stalking order – in, in, I think stalking should include a, an intimidation factor. It is intimidating to have your picture taken Not through a crack in your – um, in your, in, in your, uh, uh, what do you call it? Curtains. It's, that's creepy and weird. It's creepy but and I think weird. You're, but I don't think that there's any crime involved in that. And I mean, your job to close the curtain. Doesn't the stalker want attention, though? Doesn't the stalker want who knows to, what the stalker wants to be? No, uh, I don't. To be that. notorious, the stalker wants to be important in the famous person's life. 
basically? Isn't that generally the case? I don't know. I mean, Dave Letterman had that late, crazy lady that would break in and clean his house and do all his dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun. It's great until you have the crazy lady who has broken into your house cleaning all and cleaned everything waiting for you when you get home and you're like, uh... You were just Hi. supposed to clean the dishes. What are you doing here? <laughs> so, Bill, did that answer your question? Well, yeah. Well, it does to uh, one degree, but on the other degree, more or less, you know, being an online person, I'm constantly online. I'm now going, am I, am I reading this correctly? I'm going to really have to watch my P's and Q's as far as, you know, finding out who I need a friend and who I don't friend because I'm afraid that some goons from DC are going to yeah. knock down my door. I, I don't think it's gone that far yet, but who knows? I think if you're if you're accepting, if someone accept, accepts you as a friend, then that was their choice to do. It's not like you can force that on somebody. Thanks for the call. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. would love your thoughts. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Got all the features on the site there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, so head on over there and enjoy stuff like our Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've taken their time to send in their validated photo or video. And most of them are not naked hotel room uh, secret pictures that they took for us. Uh, over at the Shrine of Female listeners, you can see them. And if you're a lady listener, you can uh, submit your picture to the Shrine, get all the details over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Just a few more thoughts on stalking. We'll continue to uh, take your phone calls on whatever you want. Uh, we just had Bill in Oklahoma inform us that there's apparently some sort of – was it federal legislation he was talking yeah, about? Yeah, sounded like it. Some kind of federal legislation that, in, it, that uh, expands the definition of stalking to include – Behavior that is not even you're not even aware of. So, for instance, if you look at the uh, Wikipedia definition of stalking, it's commonly used to refer to unwanted, obsessive attention by individuals uh, to others. Stalking behaviors are related to harassment and intimidation. The word stalking is used with some different meanings in psychology and psychiatry, is also and also in some legal jurisdictions as a term for a criminal offense. Uh, and so, there's definitely the uh, the harassment factor. I think. That is uh, is involved. Stalking can be defined as the willful and repeated following, watching and or harassing of another person. Most of the time, the purpose of stalking is to attempt to force a relationship with someone who is unwilling or otherwise unavailable. Unlike other crimes, which usually involve one act, stalking is a series of actions that occur over a period of time. Although stalking is illegal, the actions that contribute to stalking are usually legal, such as gathering information. Uh, calling someone on the phone, sending gifts, emailing, or instant messaging. Such actions by themselves are not usually abusive, but can become abusive when frequently repeated over time. Stalkers, uh, people characterized as stalkers, may have a mistaken belief that another person loves them or that they need rescuing. Stalking consists of a series of actions which in themselves can be legal, 
Uh, stalking stalkers may use threats and violence in order to frighten their victims. They may also engage in vandalism and property damage and make physical attacks that are mostly meant to frighten. Less common are sexual assaults. And I would go out on a limb here to say that, and maybe I shouldn't go out on this limb, that most stalkers are men, but maybe that's not necessarily true. I, I, I don't know. Just because men are just typically labeled creepy more often than, uh, than women well, are. Well, I think that t- there's, there's a societal pressure to some extent. Um, I mean, and, and I think that it's best, uh, uh, you know, personified in the movie The Graduate, right? Um, so Dustin Hoffman, the greatest actor of our time, or, or darn close, in that top five bracket, bangs on the glass during uh, the, the wedding of his, uh, you know, sort of secret girlfriend there. Elaine! Elaine! Bang, 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 bang! And he gets her attention and, and she decides, oh, I don't want to marry this big uh, good looking rich guy i want to marry that little guy over there and uh, so she runs off with him and, and it works it works the idea that you can go and bang on the glass at somebody's wedding get their attention and have them run away with you works now in real life what dustin yeah. hoffman did is creepy and weird okay yeah. but in hollywood land if you if you just try hard enough you can get the girl and i think that you know i i think that to some extent that that's what society that's what some to some extent women want you to believe but they only want you to believe it when they want you to believe it okay so it it gets there's a lot of mixed messages out there for young men the people in my opinion that are least uh, qualified to handle these mixed messages about what they should do in these relationships. Mm. I'm not saying it's okay to make repeated telephone calls trying to get right. someone's attention or sending emails uh, you know hassling them on their facebook or you know putting dead sending hamsters them a picture in their of your ma- penis Whatever, um, unless they asked for it, uh, the, the you know all these things. It's <laughs> that uh, that's not appropriate behavior. But I do feel that to some extent, guys are um, you know sort of told that it that's what they want. I remember a uh, an episode of Northern Exposures where the, uh, the 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 female lead, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but she was a pretty girl with uh, short hair, and the uh, doctor uh, Joel. Um, her name might have been Elaine too. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the. Uh, the doctor were you know making out it was like third season they're finally getting um you know having this uh, romantic tension was it's being released a little bit they're making out and she passes out from exhaustion or something like that and then she comes to later and she's like well why didn't you have sex with me well you were unconscious i i i i you know discretion told me not to that's what i that's what kind of emotions i bring up in you discretion (laughs) you know she's upset that he used discretion because he should be so filled with passion that he takes her without her consent gross it's crazy okay and uh, you know there's putting that idea across is very putting the idea across but i can tell you to some extent that this is how it is for some women you know what, I, looking down the, the Wikipedia story here, here's some of the details on the uh, statistics of who does this sort of thing. Is it the women or the men out there? Well, of course, uh, remember, it's not necessarily that uh, women will just stalk men. Uh, women can stalk women and men can stalk men and so on and so forth. So according to Wikipedia, according to one study, women often target other women, whereas men generally stalk women only. Oh, no, that's got to be the jealous girlfriend or... Or the uh, the husband or their their boyfriend is cheating on them, so they want to go find out who the other woman is and tell her to stay away from my man. Uh, do, January, to some extent, that's probably true. Two thousand nine report. Some, sometimes it's going to be you know lesbians that you know want Could their be, relationship yeah. too. But then it wouldn't be stalking though. Yes, it would. Yeah, if, if there's so if you're intimidating oh, yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. and harassing them. Uh, however, a January two thousand nine report from the Department of Justice reports uh, that males were as likely to report being stalked by a male as a female offender. 
43% of male stalking victims stated the offender was female, while 41% of male victims stated the offender was another male. Female victims of uh, stalking, I guess that means that a certain percentage wasn't sure. Uh, Female victims (laughs) of stalking were significantly more likely to be stalked by a male. That is 67%. Uh, as opposed to uh, than a female. So uh, if you're a female victim of stalking, far more likely that you're being stalked by a man. 67% of female victims uh, stalked by a man as opposed to 24%. Uh, so there's a little, bit, a little bit of information from you there. Types of stalkers, psychologists often group individuals who stalk into two categories, psychotic and non-psychotic. Many have a pre-existing psychotic disorders such as delusional disorder, schizoff- schizoaffective disorder or schizophrenia, Uh, Most stalkers are non-psychotic and may exhibit disorders or neuroses such as major depression, adjustment disorder, or substance dependence. Uh, A study of stalkers in the year 2000 identified five types. One, rejected stalkers pursue their victims in order to reverse, correct, or avenge a rejection like a divorce or separation. Mm, Resentful stalkers purchase uh, pursue rather a vendetta because of a sense of grievance against the victims, motivated mainly by the desire to frighten and to stress the victim. Intimacy seekers seek to establish an intimate, loving relationship with their victim. To them, the victim is a long-sought-after soulmate, and they were meant to be together. Incompetent suitors, despite poor social or courting skills, is number four, have a fixation or, in some cases, a sense of entitlement to an intimate relationship with those who have attracted their well, amorous interests. I'd like to talk about that uh, category to some extent. Okay, people love to, uh, to use this title, stalker. There really are stalkers. I don't want to say there's not. However, there are a lot of people that use the terminology stalker about somebody who isn't a stalker in order to make themselves feel better. Okay, I had a girl that came to my house inappropriately. She looked my name up in the telephone book, and this is why in radio I changed my last name to Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was very low level, uh, of, of, you know, fame at this point. She just liked the way I look at some radio remote or something like that. I wasn't stalked. Some girl just sort of acted. Imp- she was, you know, an incompetent suitor, as it were. Right, but I think it becomes stalking after you've told them no. Uh, you know, I don't know how many times, but after you've tried to get the, the word through to them that no, you're not interested, but and they I continue to you. pursue you. There's more. Yeah, there's more coming up. It's free talk live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free on the site. So do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, some of those features include our news updates. You get signed up at news.freetalklive.com. We will send you email updates if you would like that, or you can sign up for Twitter or Facebook. Follow us in the way that works best for you at news.freetalklive.com. 
Take the StartPage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use StartPage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience a difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. You can start the seven-day challenge today at StartPage.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We're talking about stalking, and what started this conversation was a call. Apparently, there has been some discussion up in the federal government, and I didn't, I don't recall if they passed this or not, but they're, they're looking at expanding. They're looking at, uh, at passing it, and, and this famous ESPN lady uh, went and testified on it. Erin Andrews. Relatively recently. Who uh, I wouldn't consider her famous. And then again, I don't know everybody who's famous. I've never, I'd never heard of her before the, the pictures came out. Well, now in the world of uh, cable television and the internet, uh, famous, the, the, the term famous has notched down a little bit. To. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so out you know, there somewhere right. is some woman who's crazy about you, Ian. And that just shows like the really <laughs> low threshold about what fame is these days. So we were talking about stalking and they're, what it they're, might be a woman. What they're right. What they're talking <laughs> about doing uh, and it might be Dale on Friday nights. But uh, what, what they're talking about doing here is uh, expanding the definition to include to where stalking will include actions that don't necessarily even. That the, the, the person's not even aware of. So normally stalking might involve you know, phone calls, and un- unwanted phone calls, unwanted following someone home from work, uh, sending creepy emails or letters or instant messages, things like that. Uh, unwanted contact is typically you know, what's, it's, what's involved. Or at the very least, unwanted seeing some guy down the street always le- leering at you. I don't know. It's, there's something that you're usually aware of. So now they're saying, well, if somebody snaps a photo of you, through a bathroom, a hole in a bathroom wall, that that's stalking too. Now, I can see that after the fact, that if you find out later on that this happened to you, then I could see that that would freak you out. I, would, I could understand that, that later on down the line, like, oh my God, this happened to me and my privacy was well, invaded. I think and- that whole, drilling the hole in the wall and then uh, you know, taking the picture of somebody who believes that they have a certain level of privacy is, it, it, it's, a, it's a type of burglary. Sure. There's no doubt in my mind that, that's a, that there's something wrong that has happened there. There's a, a criminal act, I think, that, is, uh, that has occurred there. I'm just saying that I don't think it quite rises to the level of stalking. It's creepy and it's weird, uh, but you, since you don't know about it at, at the time, or you don't know likely until far later on down the line, I just don't think it's quite the same. And so we're talking about some of the, the different types of stalkers. There's rejected stalkers, revent, resentful stalkers, intimacy seekers, incompetent suitors, and the very last category, according to study of stalkers in the year 2000, is predatory stalkers. These are the yep. worst kind. They spy, they spy on their victim in order to prepare and plan an attack, usually sexual you know, I wanted to um, like address census workers. <laughs> census workers. It, happened. it, it, happened, it has yeah. happened. Um, I wanted to address this this sort of calling somebody a stalker who hasn't risen to the level of stalker. Um, if if one, if like I, just an incompetent suitor that hasn't right. Like, if pushed I claim it? to have had a stalker, say somebody who you know wants to go on a date with me or whatever, mm-hmm. then um, that isn't going to happen because I'm not interested. And you've told them no, and I've told them no, maybe once or twice, or maybe mm-hmm. I've. Poor, done a poor job of telling them no. Maybe maybe, maybe beat around the bush about it, yeah, or whatever. Um, you know, to call that person a stalker because they're resilient is it's really it's it's really an awful thing to do. It's um, it's disingenuous. You're lying. Um, you're mm-hmm. you're making yourself look better at the expense of someone else. Um, it's, well, at what point it's a way of bragging. To... 
I'm so special that someone would waste their time chasing me around. At what point would that rise to the level of stalking for you? I mean, I understand what you're saying is if somebody is, uh, has approached you and they've been rebuffed a couple of times, mm-hmm. okay, that's not – clearly it's not stalking. It's just someone who's, who's pursuing you uh, to some extent. But if you've made it clear to that person that, okay, look, I'm, look, I'm married. I'm not, I'm not going to be going out with you. I'm sorry. Uh, and they still keep coming. How many times will it become uh, stalking? Well, it, I think that for every person, it's different. Um, you know, but could you, you could if, say that it would become stalking after a certain amount of time. Well, what, what, what if I keep on coming to your place of business and you work in retail, and I, you know, every month or so, I ask you out on a date? Mm-hmm. Is that stalking? I don't think it is. No, I, don't, I, think, I don't think it's a person who's resilient. Yeah. However, if you follow, if you're, you know, following me to the mall, if you've, uh, you know, you're checking up on my Facebook in order to see where I'm headed right. off to and things like that. All right, look, I, oh, I can't believe we keep on running into each other here, and this happens over and over again, and you know, at some point or another, I, I think that I'm responsible for having a very serious conversation with you. Look, friend. Whatever it is that you're hoping to have happen isn't going to happen. All right. So you need to move on and look for somebody else and, you know, cut me a little slack here. I'm feeling uh, boxed in. I'm, I'm feeling trapped by you. You know, I think that's the biggest problem, Mark. That's the conversation that people should have and, that and they, they don't want need to. to have. And they don't. Instead, call the cops. They turn the, to the guns of government and, yeah, get the cops out here and let's uh, get a restraining order against you because the government doesn't teach people how to talk to each other, mm-hmm. how to solve problems. No, no, no. We'll do that for you. you. You just, you know, be stupid and let us pretend to solve all your problems for you. Right, because the cops going up and handing them a piece of paper is going to stop their yeah. interest, right? Well, sometimes it does, but again, it's just such an ineffective way to solve the problem. And so many of these things could just be turned around if if women would stand up and be direct and say, "Look, this isn't well, welcome." Not just like women; it's men, are, men. Men are yeah. also stalked as well. Uh, so, I agree with that, and I think that's. I'm glad you brought that point up because right. I think it's really important. Because if, if, for instance, you've got this situation where the person who is being stalked goes to the police, and the police come in and they go after the guy or the girl that's that's doing the stalking, and they intimidate them and they threaten them and they you know serve them with whatever papers and that whatever threats uh, that go along with those papers, then. What kind of an effect is that going to have on that person? Is there a chance that that could anger that person? Oh, yeah. Is there a chance that that person could blame you, the, the person who reported it to the police? Yeah. yeah. So so really, there's. it seems to me like, okay, yeah, on one hand, it might scare some people off. But on the other hand, it could make their obsession even worse. It could take their obsession from being you know, one of these not-so-dangerous stalker types, the majority of the stalkers, to one who's all of a sudden got a vendetta against you because you used... Uh, the coercive government or on it's, them. Or it's certainly going to anger them, and then the next time that they see you, the outburst or whatever happens next time, maybe that much more have that much more anger behind it, and the person reacts that much more strongly. Yeah, I, th- I think that your suggestion to, to just go and have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. makes uh, makes a lot more sense. Also, to take responsibility for what you've played, uh, the role you've played in it. And I guess I'm I'm still coming back from this certain circumstance. I've only had one in my life, and um, you know where this girl sort of acted inappropriately. And I, you know, if I would have taken care of this instance and and talked to her straight about my relationship status, um, you know how interested I was in her, things like that, it would have never occurred. But I kind of 
of just screwed around because you know it's nice to have people interested. I didn't ah. expect her to. It was it was unusual in the way that she reacted. I just sort of expected you know flirty flirty and then then you know she doesn't bother me again mm-hmm. um, in the future. And that's not how it went for her. And, you know, you've just I think that if people take responsibility for their actions in it, too, that there'll be fewer incidences like this. Good advice. Would love to have your thoughts if you'd like to add into the conversation. Maybe you've been stalked. Uh, maybe you know what this is like and you can kind of uh, give us a clue. How did you handle that situation? Did it work for you? Yes, I have. You, you have. <laughs> you want to quit? Well, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like continued stalking, but I was uh, dating this crazy woman who uh, was addicted to Xanax, was going from doctor to doctor to get the prescription for the, the nice. Xanax and then, you know, would would have this angry outburst and have to go get another uh, doctor to prescribe more medication when she couldn't get any more of that. So eventually she ended up in this rehab place. Uh, I left her on insurance so that she could go to a long-term, you know, 30-day treatment place. Once that's out, I'm back at home. I made it clear I'm done with the relationship. I'm on the phone in my home office. She walks in the door, sees that I'm on the phone, goes to the backyard, picks flowers, and is waiting for me when I get off the conference call. With your own flowers? What the hell are you doing here? We'll continue the story (laughs) here in a moment. I presume there's more. Oh, yeah. Uh, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site. Hey, if you like the show, you can support us by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a cut of the profits from Amazon. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. You'll get what you want, and you'll probably get a pretty darn good deal as well, because Amazon, you know, they don't have to pay for all those brick-and-mortar stores and the the rent and the employees that that costs uh, to market products to you. They just do it right over the Internet. You get exactly what you're looking for. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand-new items. Plus, you can go used if you want and save uh, save a few bucks that way. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Do you like your talk radio to yell bombastic slogans? Do you like to hear words like bombastic used in a sentence? Can you order Lysander Spooner, Peter Kropotkin, Emma Goldman, and Murray Rothbard by beard length? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Thinking Liberty is a show for you. Thinking Liberty, the audio broadcast that turns listeners into DHS certified extremists. Tune in live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern to uh, pick up the podcast at thinkingliberty.net. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as uh, we continue here. Now, we actually were talking about raw foods uh, and the the raid that happened recently, armed raid by the police of a raw food uh, store, grocery store. So we'll get back to that if we get a chance. Of course, your calls come first. So let's go to the phones and the fun. Oh, let's not. Stephen dropped off the line. So your calls about anything. Oh, and Sam, we got to finish your story. Thank you for the reminder. Your your stalker story, your crazy uh, ex-girlfriend who was addicted to Xanax. And went into treatment. Yep. 
and then got out, you had told her that it was over at that point. Long before that, yeah. Yeah. She came back, though. Just showed up one day out of the blue after she gets out of the rehab program that I paid for that, you know, the family said, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of all the medical bills. We appreciate you leaving on insurance, leaving her on the insurance so she can get the help she needs and all that. And mm-hmm. they didn't pay any of that. Hmm. And so, yeah, you know, she shows up. She's just in my house. No, I should have had my front door locked. She goes out, picks flowers out of my uh, backyard in the gardens and stuff, brings them in. She's like, here you go. And I'm like, what do you think you're doing here? And, you know, it's. I think it's all in the mindset. I, I didn't really play into the racket and the whole arguments that we used to get into and so forth because she's also bipolar and, you know, one thing, one minute everything's fine, the next she's throwing dinner across the kitchen at me. Oh, boy. So, that must have been a fun relationship. Oh, it was joyous. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just basically, I'm like, look, you, you can't come in my house. You don't, you're not welcome to just walk in here anymore and, and uh, look around and, you know, go pick things out of my yard. You've got some stuff here. Let me help you load that up. So she's coming. She actually packed a bag, you know, was going to spend the week with me. Yeah, and she was, she was here for everything the, out. the duration. Yeah, you know, it'll, it'll all be okay if I just, you know, pick some flowers and give them to you. Then, you know, everything's fine. So I ended up loading up some furniture into her truck and sent her back. Goodbye. Um, another three-hour return drive home because she lived way on the other side of town. Can't I just stay the night? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, that's what it was all about. It, it was doing that over and over again, and still that didn't stop it. Over and over again? So that was not the, that was not well, the only time she I mean, that, there were other times, but not like that was probably one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, he'd made some decisions based on, uh, you know, well, can I st- stay the night? Sure. You can stay the night tonight. But, you know, that that the, the idea being that you're going to end it the next day or something like that. And, you know, these, these are the... These are the kind of things that perpetuate this stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. We've all been there. So then a few weeks later, she calls and uh, or writes me or something, writes this angry email to let me know that she's uh, married now to this big guy. How how many late? How how later? Uh, Was she married? A a few months. Okay. She got married (laughs) quick. And oh, yeah. And now she has a kid, right? And the guy is uh, in corporate America and he makes a lot of money. He makes more money than you. Oh, I see. Just the. uh, the, 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 We're real happy now. And I have a kid coming and yada, yada, yada. Well, she was still calling. I found out later she had called like my mom, my uncle who lives out at the farm. You know, has met her two times and Mm -hmm. is cussing him out at three in the morning or two in the morning. And jeez. I mean, she was really nuts. Yeah. So, you know, people get just really obsessed with uh, an idea or with um, a person and and they kind of lose touch with reality and forget, you know, they're kind of, yeah, I guess lose touch with reality is the best way to say it. Yeah, this is another human being that you're approaching and that you're foisting yourself upon and and they may or may not be interested. In many cases, they're not. And they're just oblivious sometimes to the signs that, hey, this isn't working, that, that, you know, he really means no this time and that sort of thing. Right. So making it clear might help and, and bringing the police in. Did the police ever get involved? Oh, no, no, no. I never called them. I just, you know, I handled it. I'm like, look, you, you she can't. She went away at some point. You can't stay here. Yeah. I, well, it's funny. I just got an email from her like <laughs> last three nights ago, but I hadn't heard from her for a long, yeah. long time ago. How's her husband and, and kid? Well, the email, <laughs> the email, I think her email account was hacked and it was spam email that oh. came from her. Oh, so. I see. So not maybe, but you looked at it and you're like, <gasps> I was like, oh boy, what is this showing up for? <laughs> All right. So you're welcome to share your story. 800-259-9231. Perhaps you have been also stalked. Uh, perhaps you've had a similar situation. How did you handle it?
how successful were your tactics? I'd love your story. 800-259-9231. Or maybe you're a stalker. And uh, <laughs> you can tell us from the other side. Although it seems less likely. That Why? That the case. I'm just <laughs> Why waste your time on somebody else like that that yeah. clearly does not want to talk to you? Let's go to Adam in California. If they clearly don't want to talk to you. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, I wanted to know you guys' top three success, wealth, or prosperity books. Success, wealth, or prosperity books? Yeah, this is a big book book, uh, book segment. Top three. Boy, I don't know if I have that many. Oh, you want us to tell you? Yeah, yeah. I've got one just right out of the bat. Uh, just, it, And it depends on really where people are, but if you're kind of just coming around to the ideas of creating wealth in your life, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was a good one. Is one that the sort guy's of, a bit of a scam artist, though, from what I can but tell. But it's a pretty fun book. But it, yeah, his his information is so dead on. I mean, the, the government schools teach you, you know, go out and be an employee, yeah. work for somebody else. That's the answer. Take the, the rat safe race, route. Yeah, about. get in the rat race, put, contribute to your 401k and Social Security. You'll be there when you retire and everything will be okay. And it just really shows the the difference in the paradigms of the wealthy versus the the employee, the the poor, and so forth. Absolutely, I, I fully will agree with that one. Also, another good introductory uh, book is the Richest Man in Babylon. It's very yep. short. It's a very short book that really gives people a clue as to what saving is all about and how to do it, and you know the real basic basic financial intelligence stuff. Uh, that when I was reading it, I didn't really learn too much from it, but there was still some useful information in there. And I, gosh, I'm just trying to dredge back into my past and remember what it is that uh, that I've read. Because when I was in network marketing, I was the, reading Napoleon some of those, Hill's uh, uh, How to Born Win Friends Think, and Influence People. Well, no, that, that's Dale, a good one. That's Dale Carnegie. Um, oh, the yep. Think and Grow Rich uh, by Na- Napoleon Hill's. A, that's a the great one book. I haven't read yet. It's been on my bookshelf for like a decade. It, it, you know, it's it. a fun. It's it's a, it's a good read, and and I think all these things. It's about changing your mindset, and yeah. it's it's definitely along that line. Um, I I think that Dave Ramsey, the radio talk show host out there, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Ramsey has a couple, has a a few books, and I I can't remember what his uh, I, I can't remember what what they are off the top of my head. Um, but he I, I he gives a plan, like a seven step plan, and it's something that anybody can work. He claims it's based off biblical principles, whatever that means. But um, he is a preacher. He is. He's a preacher. But you know, and there's a certain level of that going on in the book. But you know, I think that he presents it in a way that uh, you know I don't find you know too abhorrent or anything. He doesn't jam it down your throat. But I like the way he lays it out, and his plans are incredibly simple. This isn't uh, you know invest this way, invest that way. Basically, he says this is how you get on your feet, and so that you can uh, you know live life. Another one uh, that's real good for personal empowerment is How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World by Harry Brown. And it's it's a book that really covers a lot of different facets of one's life. And a lot of the uh, Harry t- talks about the different traps that people get caught in, uh, you know, like the government trap, the family trap. There are these these things that we kind of take for granted that we're taught uh, that we're supposed to do. And Harry points out that uh, if, if these things are making your life worse, clearly you're not supposed to be doing them. So a lot of these books are, of course, uh, knock you over the head with common sense, the stuff you're already supposed to know. Uh, but they're they're very uh, I, I agree with all of these suggestions so far. And I would also throw in for one of my three the uh, law of attraction. Whether you read it or watch the videos or the however, Hicks, Abraham Hicks. Uh, ju- yeah, well, either that or um, what's the 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 movie The Secret? Uh, right? I don't recommend The Secret. Well, you know, it's just understanding that whole mentality and understanding that you know money is sort of a reflection of ourselves, of how we think about ourselves, our self worth. Um, it. it 
I don't think people are going to automatically become millionaires overnight until they learn to sort of change who they are, change their mindset to somebody who attracts wealth into their life. Adam, did we answer your question? Yeah, thanks a lot. Cool, man. Good luck out there, and thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hopefully, we'll get back to the raw foods discussion. Uh, But you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the Airwaves Hour 3 next. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there. They're totally free. You can go there and get interactive with our other listeners in various different ways. The bulletin board system is one of them with over 500,000 posts. You'll find a lot to talk about there, and you'll also find that it's free at bbs.freetalklive.com. So we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything. Going first to David, listening in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, this David. David and Keen. Nice to meet you today. David stopped me on the street today, uh, and uh, he, he said, are you Mark or Ian? And I said, I'm Ian. And uh, he said some very nice things, so it was, uh, it was nice meeting you. Thanks. Um, I was just going to ask, did you all happen to see the front page of the paper today? Uh, maybe. What was Wh- on which it? paper? It was something to do with um, the nudity laws. Well, they call it nudity oh, changing yeah. because, and they were kind of like blaming free state people and stuff. They were reprinting the union leader story that was written um, about about whether or not the, the local government people or the state government people would be reviewing the nudity laws in New Hampshire because of some of the toplessness that has been going on in downtown Keene at the uh, the town square. Yeah, it seems like a whole bunch of horse, you know what, oh, for me. Yep. Sure, sure. I mean, I, mean, I got think... the chief of police uh, really association like coming out and saying, well, you communities, you had better review your laws and basically recommending that they, you know, put some kind of crackdown in place because... Oh my! We can't have people seeing, uh, you know, naked naked people or topless women. Right? It's not naked. There haven't been any naked people. There have been uh, some some people walking around without their shirts on, and that's right. about, been about it. Right. In and public parks, topless which is isn't you know, I, which isn't terribly unusual. And a topless woman was getting her nipples painted uh, the other day, and and she did it again the other night. 
Um, and by the way, the painting was very good. I, I saw it. So, yeah, yeah I think that it's really just a big hullabaloo, and it's just, a, it's just a way for the newspaper to get a bunch of attention. I mean, that's really all it is. I doubt they're going to do anything to change the laws. I, I personally am not concerned about that happening, because that would be the worst thing they could do. I mean, the worst thing they could do would be, would be silly. to go and, and make it illegal to be uh, topless, because then all of a sudden, I bet you you'd have more toplessness with the way that some of the, uh, the activists tend be, to, uh, to work. It would be illegal to breastfeed your uh, kids in public for the most part. They might carve out an exception for that. Um, but nonetheless, I think that, that, that that's going to draw more attention to the issue, and that's gonna be, it's going to be more likely that people will, will go topless if they, if they outlaw it. I just think it's so wrong because it just seems like to me, I'm not saying this in a way, but I don't know. It seems like they sort of harass you guys for some reason, and I think it's such bull and it's so wrong. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that, and, and I tend to agree with you. Well, I I mean, it's it's like you, you guys, to some extent, go out in order to get the attention from the police. No, I mean, that's no, not why not I really. go out. I understand that there are some activists that, that do that, Mark. You're right. Not every activist is motivated by the same things. Uh, some people do really want to go out there and stir it up with the cops. But I, for one, don't. I want to be left alone. I want to live my life as a free person and not have to go to court and not have to spend all this time uh, dealing with the police and the ramifications of what they do. Do you believe civil disobedience is a more effective uh, form of outreach and political uh, action? Form of outreach? Well, yeah, or outreach, uh, uh, changing the system, things like that? I think civil disobedience is a very effective form of activism. Okay, I was just wondering. Can I just say one more quick thing that's a different subject real quick? Sure, sure. Um, I was listening to um, the free the free radio, the free talk radio. I don't know what it's called. I'm not sure the name of it, but, you know, this 107.5 radio. And um, I listen to it all the time now that I found it, which I'm so happy about. Yeah, um, same here. I, it I love a, the thing. It is a great uh, – I don't want to pat myself on the back here or anything like that, but uh, LRN.FM, when I've heard it on the radio, I'm really pleased with it being there because it's it's really cool to be able to flip on your radio and hear Stefan Molyneux or uh, Wheels Off Liberty or something like that. And some course, brave soul here in, uh, in, in Keene, New Hampshire, puts it on right. 107.5 at, well, I don't know, 50 watts or something like that, and it and it covers the pretty much the, the city of Keene. I can't really get it once I cross once I cross the, Some the, the town line. I can't get it any longer. And it, I got it, it all the way out to uh, the ski place. Pat's. What it's is like it? a breath of fresh air. It's so out. good. Great. Well, yeah. glad you're enjoying it. And but, of course, um, there was one show. There was one show where there was a fellow. He kind of picked apart an interview with uh, chief of police. Did you hear that one? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was so good. You did such a good job, man. I'm so glad they're bringing you guys up here because, you know, I mean, it's like I don't, I sh- I don't want to feel like I'm buttering you guys up, but you're bringing so much, like, fresh perspectives and, like, intelligent All this young people coming up here, man. It's awesome, well, I Well, good. Thank it's you, just going to get more exciting, David, as more people come here and get involved and plug into the community and get out there and spread these ideas. It's the, They're unstoppable. They're so logical, they yeah. uh, and they're so brilliant, and they're so moral. Uh, and they're they're right. Right, they're not our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> We've no. just read them. No, that's why I say I don't I don't want to pat myself on the back because LRN.FM is great because of the content providers, the people like uh, you know the the uh, the Stefan Molyneux out there, the Gardner Goldsmith with Liberty Conspiracy. If it weren't for them, then we wouldn't have LRN.FM. So thanks for the call. I appreciate Thank. hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. Those of you that aren't sure what he's talking about, uh, LRN.FM is my little internet radio network that I started as a hobby uh, back in uh, early 2009. And at first, it 
featured a, you know, a handful of podcasts that were of a liberty-oriented nature, as well as Free Talk Live Live. And uh, slowly we have expanded, uh, or I have expanded out the programming to include more podcasts. And also we've gotten some live programs as well. Uh, Anti-War Radio is live uh, noon to three Eastern time. We've got Ernie Hancock on with uh, Declare Your Independence. He comes on for a couple hours before Free Talk Live. And then, of course, Free Talk Live uh, live seven nights a week on uh, on LRN.FM. And the purpose, that I, the reason why I created the, the radio network was to, A, it's kind of a two-pronged purpose, A, to introduce other people in the liberty movement to other liberty-oriented shows because I know Free Talk Live isn't right for everybody. There's different types of hosts out there with different methods and persuasion. You know, Their levels of persuasion are different, and the, the things they talk about, the things that are inter- they're interested in are different. And so variety is good. And so I understood that even though I was introducing people to my competition, that it's okay because it's going to bring everybody up and everybody's going to benefit from having more liberty-oriented stuff to listen to. So that was one thing. And the other motivation was, well, it's great to have a network that liberty people can listen to, but it'd be even better if we could get non-liberty people to find that audio content. And when you're online... The really the only way you're going to find Free Talk Live or one of these other great shows is by accident or if somebody recommends uh, recommends it to you. So like the the guy that called last night, he said he Googled for Free Talk and he found Free Talk Live and he loves it and he's so you know really was really giddy about it. That's I don't know how often that kind of stuff happens on the internet. Not nearly as often as it does somebody uh, cruising down their radio dial yes. and finding uh, you know some radio station in town. Right. And so, you know, to some extent Free Talk Live has been successful, very successful at getting itself on uh, I've been successful at getting the show on FCC licensed stations. It's taken a lot of time. It's been five years worth of my my work during my daytime hours calling radio stations, getting you know the, getting the show on. Well, yeah, it's more than five, but uh, getting the show on more stations, and that's valuable. And and and, and we're going to keep growing this this program. But a lot of these other shows, they aren't formatted for radio. These other shows are like podcasts, so there's zero chance that most of these other shows are going to get on the radio just because of the way they're. Delivered to, they're just not being delivered to radio stations in the way that right. we are. So the LR, so um, the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM makes. You know, it, it makes it easy for somebody to do their own Part 15 station, community station, uh, yeah. you know, uh, pirate station or something like that, and put it on in their local community. Right, without asking permission, without having to go through the All gatekeepers. All over the world. So, I mean, right. you know, if, if you're living in St. Vincent and the Gritadines, you can put this on the air with a, you know, a little broadcast thing you get from A few eBay. hundred bucks. A few hundred dollars. Uh, if, you're, if you really have some money, you know, spend a it couple It could change the world, people. Mark Stevens had uh, in the podcast loop. I heard his show, and, yep. uh, and he's he, live too on Saturdays. He had this Liberty uh, sixteen forty guy on who is I the, heard the part fifteen, and they talk about setting up these little FCC uh, legal transmitters where you can create Range a station. Yeah, and what it does is it uses the ground plane to sort of run copper wires out into the ground, and that helps radiate the signal. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about on the show, three of these things could cover Phoenix. Indeed. And so, uh, you know, and there's a way to apparently sync them up so that you can have it on the same station. People driving around never know that they're changing transmitters. It's It's a great way to cover a huge area. Yeah, there's some definitely some neat ways to get out there and get the word about freedom out. And that's what LRN.FM is all about. So you can go there and learn more. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. 
Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include stuff like our archives. Perhaps you've missed a moment of Free Talk Live. Well, we've got all of those moments archived for you right there on the front page of our website. You can go back for the last week on the front page, and then if you click into the archives page, that'll take you all the way back to 2006. All free for you at freetalklive.com. Also, have you tried to lose weight before but failed? I have, with the, uh, with the help of experts, developed a super concentrated weight loss formula. And all you have to do is, is take the pills. You don't have to change your lifestyle in any way. You don't have to start going to the gym, although it's a good idea to go to the gym. You don't have to change your diet, although you probably you know may want to change your diet. But these pills will help you to lose weight, which is what you're looking to do. Um, and you don't have to do any of those things. I've priced them so that you can spend less than a dollar a day in order to lose the weight you've been trying to get rid of. You can go to LumathinPlus.com. Is it worth a dollar uh, a day to you to, to stay fat? LumathinPlus.com will help you solve that problem. It's helped me, and I think it'll help you. LumathinPlus.com. All right, let's continue with your phone calls. Ryan is listening in Washington. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live, the Sam and Mark. Hey, guys, you uh, asked for stocking stories, so I thought I would call in and tell you mine. Okay, do tell. So um, it was actually the uh, the neighbors, the husband and the wife, if you can believe it. Um, the, the, they were stalking you as a team. I'm sorry, you guys are kind of breaking up. They I... were stalking my family, actually, hmm. um, including me in some cases. Um, so what happened was, um, I, I don't want to get into to too much details about what prompted it, but an incident with one of my siblings and their family is what prompted it. Um, and they apparently thought, Stalking and harassing us was the appropriate response, in addition to, of course, calling the police. Um, and so, you know, I wasn't involved in any of that, but um, uh, it was quite amazing. The, uh, they, would, uh, they would follow us around. They'd follow my parents to the, uh, to the store, and they would walk into the store behind them and, and start yelling obscenities and create a scene. Wow. Um, they would visit their places of work. You know, they'd call. They were... Um, they'd... Uh, uh, you know, gossip with the neighbors, which is happens in any neighborhood. But you know, what, what do these people and, think that uh, that you did to them? Well, that's uh, the one no, thing absolutely. Want to talk about. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Ling did did do something to them, and I, you know, it's his it's his private private life, so I, I don't want to okay. share it on. The, um, but absolutely, there was there was a harm uh, done to them. Okay, um, so, so they, they decided they decided it, it, it to visit. They decided to visit whatever retribution that they were going to give upon the, the whole family. entire family of, uh, of of one of your siblings that uh, did them harm. Is that is that what uh, what I'm hearing? Yes, correct. Yeah, including That's myself. Completely inappropriate. Um, you know, one of the things that they would do. You know, we were neighbors. We shared a, and so he would um, he would stand out and he would stand there getting drunk, usually holding a baseball bat or something like that, and would sit there and, you know, say he was going to kill me, going to kill the whole family, 
stuff like this. My parents were terrified. I, I don't know if it was naivete or, or what. I was actually never scared of him. Hmm. And I'm still not to this day. Um, this was in Oregon. And believe it or not, at that time, Oregon did not have a stalking law. And uh, actually, when the law was passed, way down but it's never completely gone away and this has been more than 10 years now well but i mean that's that's ridiculous though oregon did not need a stocking law <laughs> if someone's standing there with a baseball bat tapping it in their hands right. saying it's i'm going to you they're threatening your life and that's already against the law right and and that that's i, I agree completely i agree completely that's um, the sort of thing that makes the, me you know, wonder when we did call the police they told us their hands were tied they they, they <laughs> told us their hands were tied that's because well for one thing yeah. they didn't have video cameras and <laughs> and i think that in the uh, you, you weren't using your video cameras and i think that that would uh, would have gone a long way if something ever did happen and you had to use some kind of force in well, order to protect yourself. We actually, we actually, yeah, we actually did have a, a video camera, Mark. We did not have YouTube, so that might be the difference. Right. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> YouTube certainly would change um, all this. So, you know, for me, actually, my, my parents ended up taking the sibling and actually leaving. And uh, I actually stayed behind for a while in my mid-teens. I, I spent almost you know, pretty much just getting Jeez. food and, and money. Yeah, well, again, I was never really scared of them. And then eventually we all moved to a new house once they were able to resettle and relocate and I finished growing up there. Um, you know, so you haven't me, heard I from them since then, huh? Well, um, so for a long time, my parents were actually too scared to go back and check on the old house. And so they, you know, they couldn't go back to fix it up to sell it or they, I should say they wouldn't. Hmm. Um, so for a long time, I would just go and check on the house by myself. And actually what finally, you know, they got fed up with the, following my parents around and the really atrocious stuff. But every time I would come there or every time we'd try to take people to show the house, they would definitely stand out there and grab the baseball bat and like you know, hold <laughs> it in one hand and like slap it in the house. other. <laughs> when you yeah, got exactly. the neighbors doing it's that kind of crap. Like that. And what they are they doing to, to their own property values in, in the, in the yeah. meantime? Hey, Ryan, what kind of phone are you on tonight? Uh, I'm actually on a, a Bluetooth headset. Is it breaking up? Yeah, it's or really. Not? There's some funny noises. Are really bad. But I appreciate your call, and I thank you for the story. Glad you're okay, and glad that didn't get any, get any further along than just some crazy man drunken with a baseball bat. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to John in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey guys, I uh, just want to tell you a little, about a little bit of uh, civil disobedience down here in Orlando and a kind of silly law that inspired it. All right, sure. All right, uh, there, there's a. Uh, we have a pretty significant homeless population here in Orlando. It's and, easy to be uh, homeless course, in Florida. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about the whole winter thing coming along right. and freezing you to death. Yeah, it's not a bad place to be. So really this inspired a lot of churches and different charities and so forth to go out and uh, feed the homeless mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And apparently some bureaucrats decided that that uh, you know, was a sore eye uh, on, the, on the community or whatever, and they actually outlawed feeding the homeless in public on public property within a two-mile radius of City Hall. Wow. So, um, <laughs> Oh, so you can feed the homeless, uh, but as long as you do it on a, pr- a piece of public property that's not near our headquarters, right? Exactly. exactly. We wouldn't so, want you to besmirch our uh, palace, our palatial offices with uh, your homeless brethren. Right. So, so the natural thing to do for me was to go right in front of City Hall on their steps and feed the homeless. Nice. And uh, so, that, so that's what I did yesterday. I uh, made up a bunch of sandwiches on Sunday, and I also sent out a press release to all the local news stations, as well wow. as everybody in city in the uh, City Hall, letting them know what I was going to do. And uh, so I went out there on noon yesterday, and uh, you know, fed the homeless right in front of them. Uh, we I had about eight sandwiches. 
Yeah, I had about 80 sandwiches we gave out within about 15 minutes. I got up early that morning and handed out flyers to all the homeless people around and letting them know where they could come get some free lunch. And yeah, you've got to do that. Turnout. Otherwise, you're trying to give out sandwiches. Nobody's coming to eat them. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we had a great turnout. We gave out 80 sandwiches in about 15 minutes. Uh, the police were there. There were some other protests going on and, and that sort of thing. Did they arrest uh, anybody or what? Did no, they take any no, action? It was completely peaceful. Uh, apparently, uh, the police, as I suspect, have no interest to, you know, uh, obey this this nonsense. Hmm. So it was very peaceful. We gave out a bunch of sandwiches, and uh, the best part about it was because of all the press releases I sent out. Uh, I was on pretty much every new local news station, radio show, newspaper, that sort of wow, thing. Wow, way to go, so, dude! That's an incredible success story. Is there more that you wanted to tell us about? I want to hear what your talking points to the uh, media was, because I think you can really sort of reshape the issue and wake some people up with what you've done. Yeah, let's talk about that. Can you stick with us here, John? Yeah, sure. All right, more in a moment with John. He's with us to talk about his episode of Civil Disobedience, which it sounds like a success. Uh, More coming up here, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com, you can go and listen in. We've got live streams, broadband and dial-up versions of the show around the clock. Plus, listen lines are also available. You can call in with any phone that can dial long distance. Uh, our webcam is also there. Uh, details on our satellite feed. Go get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com and tune in. Listen.freetalklive.com. John is with us calling from Orlando where he made the news recently uh, where I, I actually saw the story over at freetalklive.com. Somebody had submitted it there, John. And uh, I guess the Orlando Sentinel covered it. Uh, local television stations uh, covered it. You basically went in defiance of some city ordinance that basically banned feeding the homeless within a two-mile radius of City Hall on public property. And you went right up on the City Hall front steps and fed the homeless. That's right. And uh, it was one of the most uh, fun times I've ever had. It was a great lunch break. Fantastic. Now, I mean, were you worried about getting uh, arrested? You know, not really. I mean, I, I did leave some uh, some money and some some things with certain people in, in case I need to be bailed out, but I, I really didn't think it was going to be an issue. Um, uh, once I saw the amount of media that was there, I, I knew I was in absolutely no danger. I mean, that I, I still think that they may at some point summons me to court or something like that. Uh, hmm. You know, sort of privately, discreetly. Yeah, but I after don't the know. fact that would like they did uh, with some of the activists up here going around three weeks after the fact and arresting them for so-called disorderly conduct that's a good point they may very well still come after you certainly they know your name now because it's been reported in the news media and and you know they're trying to save face they cannot come out and say with a straight face that we've got to stop feeding the homeless on public property people it has just gotten out of hand i mean they're going to look like the biggest jerks in the world 
So, you know, when you had all the media there and everything else, they realize that they're going to lose this one. But I think what they can do is they can just, oh, well, we'll just sit and wait. And, you know, in a week or two weeks when he's gone and nobody's there, we can enforce this anytime we want. And they can threaten the uh, the the companies and the organizations and so forth that have gone and begged the the government for permission to operate. So anytime they want, they can come down, come in and crack down on this ordinance and, uh, you know, force everyone to, to follow and do what they want. So it's not going to stop. I think, though, as we were talking about at the end of the, the last break there, you have the opportunity to really sort of open people's minds when it comes to the homeless. Most people think, oh, well, they're bums, they need to get a job or uh, they're addicted to drugs or losers or whatever. And we had a pro- We have a problem here with homeless in uh, the, the small town of Keene, New Hampshire, with 25,000 people. There's an area where they go and camp out behind a grocery store. And now that, you know, Are some, they still there? I, I heard they left. I don't know if they're still there or not. I saw a guy riding a bike out from around back there the, but, the, mm. you know, yesterday. So. And some of these, I went back there and interviewed them. Some of these people have worked for the city for 30 years. And now that, you know, they're not working and they're not paying taxes, the government's like, well, get out of here. We don't care where you go, but you need to leave, mm. you know, our our place. So we don't, they don't want to see the consequences of their policies and that's what these people are is they're they're people who can't get a job because uh you know the stefan molyneux did a great uh sort of podcast segment on this that you can show people the gun in the room by saying look it's because of minimum wages that these people don't have jobs it's because of all of your regulations that uh companies out there won't hire somebody Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of you they're afraid of you coming in and shutting down their business for them trying to do something that you know both parties agree on in order for them to survive as an organization so what about the the talking points i mean uh, when you were talking you you were asking about this same when you were being interviewed by the media john how did that go what were some of the things you focused on well, I, I think it went pretty well, and I, I try. I know that uh, you know they can pretty much take you in sound bites as they please. So I pretty much tried to stay very on topic and with very short statements. And my main message was just, you know, good people break bad laws, and and that was really my main message. I tried to stay on, and I went off on some different tangents here and there, but for the most part, that's really what got out in the media was good people break bad laws. And I think it's an extremely important message to get in front of people that, you know, something so extreme, so ridiculous as you're not allowed to feed feed homeless people, you know, this could spawn into all other kinds of uh, opening people's minds about various other laws that make no sense. And uh, so that was really my topic. I mean, and again, I kind of knew going out there that one of two things was going to happen. I was going to get arrested or I was going to walk away. Either way, the state would show their own illegitimacy by being so cruel and ridiculous as to come arrest me for feeding homeless or to be so, uh, you know, impotent as to not do anything about it, which was end up happening. Either way, the state becomes illegitimate, and uh, that was kind of my goal. So I think it was a great success, and uh, I plan to keep on doing it, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Really? When's your next uh, planned feeding? I, I don't have it planned yet. I'm probably thinking Saturdays. Um, I did this one Monday on my lunch break. It's a little stressful to leave work knowing I have a 2 o'clock appointment going, and not knowing if I'm going to be in jail <laughs> at that time. Right. So, well, so, um, uh, I'd like to point out that there's a there's the, the the dealing with the homeless is a double sided sword. It's one thing to go undo it on the uh, the courthouse steps or the, the the town hall steps. I think that's uh, I think that that minimizes the problems you're going to have. But when you go into city parks, generally people's people's homes surround city parks, and those people who have homes, I can tell you, do not want a bunch of bums, uh, you know, a bum magnet um, coming to their place. They also, I'm sorry to say that it, it seems to me that homeless are more likely to uh, use the restroom where they 
live, which is outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have that going on in parks that people may be trying to you know live, uh, have a good time in. Um, people can feel threatened around people that that aren't able to take a shower on a regular basis, look scraggly, um, are the kind of people that don't have jobs, that kind of thing. They they can feel threatened. Their their children can feel threatened. So what can happen is is they they're driven out of the park and just the people that uh, that just the homeless people are th- then having range of the park, using it as their toilet and all this kind of other stuff. And I'm not saying that it's immoral to feed them. I'm just saying that you can have yourself a press debacle on your hands. Uh, you know, liberty activists turn park into a uh, homeless shelter, public slash public toilet. Um, whereas if you do it to the city hall steps, well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if, the polit- over if the politicians have to step in, in <laughs> crap on their way in, I, it's not a terrible thing. Exactly. I mean, if I'm going to bring them all anywhere, I want it to be right at City Hall, where all these people have to deal with the mess that they've created. And uh, so that's kind of why I went there. I think it's great. I hope you'll keep us in the loop here, John, as to uh, what can what uh, transpires in your future events, because it's very like I would say the more often you do them, the more likely it's going to be that at some point someone in the city, the mayor, or whoever the, the bureaucrats were that passed this ordinance, they're going to go to the, the police chief and they are going to say something to the effect of, look. This John, he is making us look like a jackass. Uh, we we cannot do this anymore. We can't allow him to get away with this anymore. He's he's thumbing his nose at the law, and he's making us look like fools. And at some point, the at some point, they are likely, and and you may be right. They may do it at your house one night. Uh, at some point, they probably are going to arrest you. That's very possible, and I'd like to point out just real quick that there's one person in Orlando. It happened about a year ago. This has been an ongoing legal battle here, and just recently the courts have reinforced that they can enforce this. But about a year ago, somebody was arrested and went to trial over this, and he was acquitted through jury nullification. Nice. So I have really? a lot of uh, I have a lot of hope here. I have a lot of pride. We're actively doing FIJA outreach and, and lots of other great things here in Orlando. So uh, I'm I'm not uh, worried about it at all, and we'll see how it goes. Boy, if you can turn Orlando into Liberty Mecca, you give us a call back, man. <laughs> I mean, we'll leave well. this New Hampshire winner I you know, I can't, for Florida. I can't imagine. I can't, I can't even imagine some of the things you're saying. Jury nullification working in Orlando. Wow. Uh, I, but I need to hear more. I, you know, there's so much going on in here in New Hampshire. I, I just need to hear more. There's a good crew of guys that came up. Were you, you were one of the guys that came up to Porkfest, right? Yes, yes, I was. Yeah, it's like a huge, uh, like two car loads of people came up uh, from Orlando. That is Orlando. huge. It's absolutely huge. Yeah, a bunch of friends uh, came up from Orlando, and we're having a great time at Porkfest. So I guess you've been somewhat inspired by the things happening up here in New Hampshire? Yeah, sure. I mean, you guys have been a, a big influence on my life, absolutely. Porkfest was uh, one of the best experiences I had, uh, so I, think I, have I, to I really say, enjoyed it. John, you've done it better, I think, uh, than a lot of people doing civil disobedience. A lot of the kind of civil disobedience that's been going on up here has just been the living free kind. Uh, there's no press releases that have been sent out or anything like that. So it hasn't been turned into an event about civil disobedience, and that's what you did, and you were successful. You got the press coverage. It was, uh, I would say, relatively fair, positive, and I think... Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate the story, and congratulations on your success. 1-800-259-9231. Of course, it'd be a success if they arrested him, too, because, well, when you're coming from the perspective of liberty, you win every time. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and only a few moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now, though, at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, and the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You get a list of things there that you can do to get Free Talk Live, say, in more ears around the Internet, on more radio stations, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Don't forget to visit Sam over in his website, obscuredtruth.com. Uh, Sam, putting together, I think you last last time we talked, you're still working on computer stuff behind the scenes. I am, yeah. Getting things... Wrapping uh, that up, though. Putting together a brand new uh, editing deck or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you'll be back to work uh, editing soon and uh, bringing more great liberty-oriented videos to your site, obscuredtruth.com. Uh, by the way, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL CAI. So earlier in the show tonight, we were talking about raw foods and this uh, fed- this federal, state, and local attack against a uh, raw food store called, in a very cute name, Rawsome Foods in Los Angeles, California. They came in, four officers with guns drawn... On these, as they described them, hemp, uh, hemp-wearing employees, uh, they came in there and they were in search of cheese. This they is were a, in search of milk. This is a public grocery store. I mean, what kind of threat do these cops think that they're going to run into going in there, guns drawn? Right, like the uh, the hippie behind the counter is going to all of a sudden pull out an Uzi and just start spraying. Five-O, blast him! <laughs> it's... It- this is absolutely a bunch of badge-heavy dudes that, well, let's show our guns and really frighten some people. They just sick. want to frighten some yeah. people. It's sick. They want to make themselves feel like big men. It's it's disgusting. So what do they have to say for themselves? Well, Nicole Neeser, program manager for dairy, meat, and poultry inspection at the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, says, this is not about restricting the public's rights. This is about making sure people are safe. And that's what it's always about, isn't it? It's always about the safety or the children or keeping the children safe or keeping everybody safe. And safety is just so important. It's just so much more important than freedom. Safety is so much more important than actually being able to choose and make decisions for yourself and make the wrong choice sometimes and learn from your mistakes. No, no. Safety, safety, safety. Uh, Demand for all manner of raw foods. This is, again, the L.A. Times, including honey, nuts, and meat has been growing. Spurred by heightened interest in the way food is produced, but raw milk in particular has drawn a lot of regulatory scrutiny, largely because the politically powerful dairy industry has pressed the government to act. And that certainly is a true statement. It is legal for licensed dairies to sell raw milk at retail outlets in California and 10 other states, according to research by the National Conference of State Legislatures. 
20 states allow people to buy unpasteurized milk directly from farms or take part in a cow-sharing program. So they, you can buy this stuff uh, in some states, but not... In this state, and so therefore they had to bust in with their with their guns drawn. However, this is just ridiculous. However, while it may be legal to sell raw milk at retail outlets in California, in the case of Rossum, regulators allege the group broke the law by failing to have the proper permits to sell food to the public. So you can sell your raw milk as long as you pay the government their uh, extraction. It was, it was it's what it is. permits and regulations that took down Lysander Spooner and his postal service when he was competing with the government. Sure, they don't want to. They, they don't want to give them to people they don't want to give them to. So while the raid was happening at Rossum, another went down at one of its suppliers, Healthy Family Farms in Ventura County. California agricultural bureaucrats said the farm owner Sharon Palmer's processing plant had not met standards to obtain a license. Palmer could not be reached for comment. Rossum's fans, though, shrugged off such concerns. Darren Nellis, these lawless, these people, they just, they just hate government and they just want to live how they want. How dare they? Darren Nellis, 41, who uh, runs a nonprofit production company in Culver City, has been a member of Rossum for three months. He says, I always had problems with my stomach and digestion with normal milk. I like how raw goat milk tastes and I feel better. Too bad. Yep. Such sentiments exasperate officials at the Food and Drug Administration, which bans interstate sales of raw milk and advises that both milk and honey should be pasteurized. The debate has boiled. <laughs> Is that a pasteurization joke? At the state level for years, Alta Dina dairy founder Harold Stuve fought for decades to keep, uh, help keep raw milk sales legal in California. This year, Wisconsin legislators approved a bill aimed largely at allowing the state's struggling small farmers to sell more raw milk products. But Governor Jim Doyle vetoed that bill under pressure from large producers. In neighboring Minnesota, whose official state drink is milk, authorities recently raided a private club similar, similar to Rossum in southern Minneapolis. So, I mean, these are not uncommon stories these days, that there are raids happening against raw food providers across the country. They're also going after the Amish. All in the name of safety, because, you know... What's going to keep us safest is having one very small group of people who have absolutely no responsibility, no accountability. Nobody's going to come back to them if it turns out they were wrong about the decisions that they make and having them force their their decisions on everybody else by SWAT teams. Yeah, because nothing's more safe than having a bunch of trigger-happy, adrenaline-junkie cops pop into your store, bust through the front door, and point guns at people. What's going to happen when the first uh, you know, kid makes a furtive movement and you know, one of the kids behind the counter and the, some cop plugs one of the employees? How, long are, how far off are we from the first raw milk murder in the hands of the, uh, <laughs> the government? On a botched uh, raw milk right. raid. But, I mean, beyond that, Mark talks about this all the time, how the government has changed positions on, like, butter and margarine and, oh, it's good for you. Now eggs are bad for you. Now eggs are good for you. Now this is bad. They cannot make up their mind because they're not basing it on facts. They're basing it on, uh, you know, who's contributing to their campaign. And it's no coincidence that dairy... Dairy is part of the food chain, the government's food pyramid. Folks, there are islands where they have no cows. People go their whole lives drinking zero milk. Why aren't they dying? If it's part of the basic food pyramid that everybody needs, why aren't they dying at 20 or 30? 
Well, I think that you know, I think that it's it's fine to drink milk. It's a great source of protein. I don't think you need it. Um, you know, you can get your protein from from other locations. But the, the people that uh, you know believe in raw milk believe in it for whatever reason they choose to believe in it, in, and they should be able to get it for that reason. That's all. Yep. Agencies that participated in the raid on Rossum included the L.A. County Department of Public Health, the County District Attorney's Office, Department of Food and Agriculture in California, the FDA, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Investigators confiscated the club's computer and 17 coolers packed with, among other things, 24 bottles of organic honey, 10 gallons of whole raw milk, and two bottles of raw cane syrup. Stewart said the health department slapped a closure notice on the club's front door that said it was operating a food facility without a valid public health permit. The health department, district attorney's office, and the FDA declined to comment, citing the pending investigation. The State Department of Food and Agriculture. We're not commenting because you people are beneath us. Now wait, hell? did they go to the to the grocery store and say, "Hey, you know, you guys are selling raw foods here. We have this other permit that you're going to have to buy," and they say, "No, go away," or did they just come with SWAT teams? Hard That's to a good say. Question. The State Department of Agriculture, Food and Agriculture, which is the agency of record. On the search warrant, says it continues to work with the district attorney's office. However, co-op members are undeterred. Four days after the raid, the heroic folks at Rossum reopened its doors. Yay. Oh, shelves, the people that want raw milk are going to get their raw milk. Shelves I mean, were restocked. It's not mentioned here whether they got a permit. Uh, doubtful they would have in four days. And they've remained so ever since. On a recent Wednesday afternoon, the line stretched halfway down the block. A stern young man in baggy cargo pants and sunglasses guarded the entrance, checking driver's licenses. Rossum volunteer Leela Buttery, a uh, professional biologist, just handed out legal waivers to sign. One woman digging into her green grocery bag for a pen asked, You guys got shut down last week? Yes, said Buttery. That's nuts, the woman replied. You're not going to stop, right? Buttery grinned. Can I see your membership card? It's great. Uh, these That's people a great are end of the story. Absolutely uh, very brave <laughs> folks. But yeah. I, I just want to speak to the kind of people that want raw milk. Um, you know, my wife is into this raw milk thing. A friend of us, a friend of ours, Free Stater, got us into it, and it's it's their thing. Um, and you know, I like it better. I, I enjoy it, but maybe it's I don't even know the reasons. Um, you know, I've got several reasons, but you know, if I was single, I'd probably still still be buying the stuff in the store just because mm-hmm. it's easier. But um, when she's going on a road trip here in the relatively near future, my uh, nephew-in-law is getting married, and um, well. She's got to figure out some place to get it. So she's checking places where she can buy raw milk, calling around the in nation advance. in advance wow. so that she can get this stuff. So that she, I mean, this is what they do. You know, you can get milk anywhere. She doesn't want milk from anywhere. She wants raw milk, and, and that's what she wants, and, and she's that's what she's going to get. Let's go to Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, yo, man. I'll tell you who's behind this, man. It's the insurance industry. They influence our legislators. They're, they're the most expensive lobbyists. Yeah, they pass out the money sure left the and right. pretty sure it's the milk industry, actually. The insurance industry is behind all this extra ultra safety bull crap. I'm, it, they're, they're behind the, the seatbelt law. They're behind That's true. They're behind the, the seatbelt law. I'm behind. pretty sure you can point the finger at the, the big milk producers for this one, Dave. Thank you for the call. No, it's actually the uh, people doing the homogenization. That's where it's centralized. So. There is more coming up uh, tomorrow night. Join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. 
Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.